boy. Oh, boy. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you're seeing this good, um, that means that we're actually live and recording and hopefully nothing bad happens within the first few minutes of recording. Um, I'm going to say this as calm as possible. Um, and I'm going to say all of the mandatory stuff that I have to say before we actually dive into the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to We Ate More Sports Podcast, episode eight. And tonight we are going to be talking about the wild card scenarios in baseball between the NL and the AL, um, as well as Giannis Yankees, because I love to talk about the Yankees right now. He's got a trivia question also planned out for us. Stay tuned for that. The biggest wrestling show of all time, AEW All In in London, uh, is tomorrow, and I will be giving out predictions for that. Um, and of course, we have the best thing that I saw last week that I will be talking about at the end, um, and uh, some final words that I have to say as well. Um, and yeah, make sure you follow our socials, our YouTube and uh, Instagram at whs underscore podcast and our YouTube and TikTok at We Hate Sports. Now that that is all out the way, I just have to say something. We started recording at 7.30 EST. It is currently 8.01 p.m. EST. My laptop has crashed. This is, this. I'm recording this on my MacBook. For those who don't know, I have two, I have two laptops. One, I use to edit and most of the time to record my laptop right here. And we record on Skype. Now, I've had issues in the past, but many of you don't know. But typically, typically, Skype, my laptop right here does not like Skype. Uh, Skype doesn't like Gianni right now either. That's why he's vertical. He can't he can't turn his phone horizontally, you know, because for some reason Skype has that issue as well. Um, and yeah, I I'm not sure why, um, but crash three times in the recent episode. We need sports. I've crashed two times now with this laptop, but we need more sports. We were literally in the middle of our segment for Sick Ball Central. We're doing this tape once again for the second time because Skype wants to hoe us. Respectfully, Skype, respectfully, I want you to look me in the eye when I say this, Skype. I don't like your app. I don't like your app. I don't like the idea of not being able to crop out or have control of the box either. I don't like you right now. I could say I could say a lot of things, but I just realized we're we're a kid friendly podcast, so I'm going I'm going to contain myself. I'm going to get into sick ball central. But Skype, I just want you to know. I just want you to know. I don't like you right now. I don't. Gee, let's let's try this one more time. 
Stick ball central. Wild card scenario. Go ahead. Okay. So welcome to Stickball Central. We're going to talk about the American League and National League wildcard standings. And we're going to talk about my Yankees, the issues there. And then we're going to have a trivia question that can make PC think a lot. So to jump in, we're going to start with the American League and National League wildcard race and everything that is going on there. So we're going to start with the American League. Right now, Tampa is the first wildcard. Um, Texas now fell to the second wild card, which is crazy. They lost eight straight. Now the Mariners are in first place in the second seed in the American League. Then you got the Astros, who are kind of on like falling apart as well. They're the last wild card. And then Toronto is there lurking one game back. And if Houston loses tonight and Toronto wins, that's tied. So, like, is is like a crazy race, PC. I don't know what you think, like, how this is going to end, but this is just insane. Um, I'll, I'll say it once, I'll say it again. You know, you had the Mariners um, at the beginning of the season making some noise on playoffs this year. I think you're going to have them making it all the way to a World Series, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but, you know, first half of the season, they did not look like the team that they looked like last year. Like, it was inconsistent. They were injured. It, 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 was, it was very bad. And all of a sudden, they've hit their stride at the perfect time. They look like one of the hottest teams in baseball. Um, the Rangers, my, one of my favorites, one of the hottest teams in baseball for first half of the season, all of a sudden, it looks they look like a triple A team. And, and the, the pitching is horrendous. Um, and when you're in the wild card scenario, um, it is so hard to stay consistently on top there. Um, when you're first in a division, you know, um, it, it's easy to make mistakes. It's easy to have like at least one bad week. When you're in the wild card scenario, you can't have one bad week. And, you know, for a team like Texas, um, you know, who has essentially, uh, they've essentially, you know, gone from like the second wild card spot to potentially being out of a wild card spot after one bad week, like, which is insane, you know, with all the talent that they have. Um, the Mariners, you know, on their hand, you know, they were they were 10 games back, 10 games back uh, at the start of, uh, you know, of um, two weeks ago. Now, all of a sudden, one streak later, they're about to take one of those wildcard spots. You know, a team like Toronto, Tampa, um, and them, like, all being in contention. Um, and that's not even mentioning uh, other teams that I'm sure are going to, obviously, you know, be in the running for that wildcard spot. Um, you know, even a, a team like uh, the Rangers, you have uh, the Angels still, um, even though what happened in Shohei. Uh, I think I've been more honestly impressed with which team has choked the hardest here. Uh, Rays were the best team in baseball. Um, now all of a sudden, like, they look like a pretty average team, like below average if you're asking me, and I'm not rooting for them. If you're asking me, I'm definitely not rooting for them, especially at the Wonder Franco situation that you can dive more into if you want, Gianni. Um, but there's them. You have the Rangers who have, like I said, they were one of my favorites. They have all the talent in the world. They just 
they, they took the book of Triple A team right now because it's horrendous. Um, and then you have the Mariners, one of the you know best teams in baseball right now, one of the hottest teams in baseball right now. And that's really all it comes down to in the game of baseball. Like you just like you gotta get hot at the right time. Um, and you know, World Series past the past few World Series champions, they've done that. Um, so uh, it, it makes sense. Uh, I just think that it's chaos in the AL, and I think it's a matter of who's going to have a bad week um, first. And you know, that's I think a far cry from what we've seen in the NL so far. Yeah, exactly. Like it's just like every week now matters a lot now because Baltimore in Seattle, they're, they're now the first two, like the two top seeds, they'll have the bye week. But they're not too many games ahead of, you know, second place. But it's like a great race, I think, to, you know, to keep an eye on. But now the National League is now a crazy bunch up mess right now because the Marlins were like the team that were, was the last wild card. Now they're, they're 500 three games back of the last wild card. You got Arizona, actually not Arizona, the Giants and the Reds were in the wild card picture a couple of games. Now they're outside of the wild card picture by one game. Now you got the Cubs and the Diamondbacks as the second and third wild card with the Phillies. They're a couple of games ahead of the second wild card. They're now the first wild card. So it's like just all bunched up. I just don't know who's going to get those last two wild cards. It looked like the Cubs and Diamondbacks are just red hot right now. It, it's so hard to pick a winner. Like again, like when you're when you're first to the division, like you know, sick a team like the Braves, like who are like chilling right now. You know, they don't have to worry about this. You know, and it's a shame too because Phillies are having a really good season after starting off slow. Um, you know, they can't have a bad week, like. That's that's what's so hard about the Walmart. Like you can't have a bad week, especially in the NFL this year, because you have red hot teams like the Diamondbacks, um, who've won six in a row. You have the Cubs, um, you know, with sixty seven wins. You have the Reds who also have sixty seven wins. You know, and you're factoring in teams like, you know, Miami and San Francisco. It is a logjam, to say the least. Um, I don't think we're safe. I don't, you know, thankfully, like our, our schedule, our schedule for September is, is, uh, it's not, it's not easy either. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to be vying for that, you know, one of those wild card spots. And, you know, for the Phillies is crucial, is important for them to stay on task and find a way in, just get one of those wild card spots. Um, I know quite, or the point, so the, the Giants, they took, well, uh, they took the se- uh, season tiebreaker against us, um, you know, so that's, that's when, you know, for a team like them who are on the outside looking in, say the Phillies have one bad week, that that can that can impact so much. So, um, yeah, it's 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 a lot, Jim, right now. I haven't even mentioned the Brewers, too, you know, uh, who aren't safe, I think, in their own division. Um, so, yeah, it's. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad right now. Yeah, it, it's just like, to me, it's just like a bunch of mess right now. It's going to be nobody safe, really, in that wild card. I think, to me, the team that I'm impressed, really, that 
you know, started well, then fell apart, and now are hot is the Diamondbacks because Diamondbacks are red hot. They fell apart. I think they fell to 500, and now they're six games over 500. They're, they're now back to what they were beginning of the season. So, like, they're scary. The Cubs, I didn't see them coming at all, really. Like, they came out of nowhere, really. So, like, that is, that's crazy because, you know, PC, teams that come out of nowhere like that usually go on a deep run if you look at the last couple of years. So, like, the Cubs have, like, a good pitching staff. They got a good um, core of players in their lineup. They just, well, I see. They're having fun right now playing baseball. Like, it, it shows. You know, when you're having fun playing baseball, like, usually good things tend to happen. Uh, in the case for the Cubs, they're currently, you know, the final wild card spot because of it. Um, you know, I think what will test them is, you know, how long can they keep this up? You know, as long as they can keep this going, you know, then they'll be all right. I'll give them a chance against whoever they face in that, in the, you know, wild card uh, weekend. But, um, yeah, right now, that's a team that's just having fun. And it shows. It shows, you know, in their play. Nico Horny, uh, Horner, um, how do you say that, man? It's last name. Nico. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's been he's been wrecked out. He's uh he's one of the premier hitters in baseball right now. So um you know he's leading that squad. Um and you know it's backed up by some bearing bats as well, some great pitching. So uh David Bell, he has yeah, he has his guys um on with their head on straight. Yeah, like I, I just think this race is gonna be like pretty good race to watch now that we're almost in September. I think yeah, the, the next show is going to be in September, so like it's going to be seeing how this race turns out to be. Like Next week, we might be talking about two different teams in, in the wild card slots right now, so like it's just a long jam to, to, be, to be honest and it's going to be fun to watch the next couple of weeks how, how it turns out. And now we're going to talk about the Yankees. The season has been a mess. Too many injuries. Judge missing two months basically killed the season, basically. So, like, I don't know where this team can go from now. I think Cashman is the main issue. What do you think, PC? Not yet. If there wasn't a perfect time to say... I told you so. I said that there had to be so much to go your way to be able to even make a wild card spot for the Yankees. And they gave you, they gave you personally, I know that they gave you personally some false hope when Judge returned. And y'all had that good week. Y'all had that good week. And you thought maybe, just maybe, just maybe. And then it all went back downhill. That's the story of the season. That's the story of the season. You know, injuries plague this team. Ownership plague this team. Coaching plague this team. And nobody knows where to point the finger. I think it's a mixture of all three. When you have a manager like Ryan Cashman, who rung this scene together, who constructed this scene, and 
a team that I don't think was like anything like spectacular, but you know, it was so a, a title contending team, you know, for anybody that wants to paint it otherwise, like it was so a title contending team because Judge was the centerpiece. He was the guy. And you have Aaron Boone, the manager of the team, coach of the team, who I personally did not trust and think he should have gotten fired last year, but they decided to give him one more chance, one more shot. And now this season, execution from players, from leaders in that clubhouse, injuries in that clubhouse has doomed this team from the start of this season. I'm looking at a guy like John, John Carlos Santon, who is in his 30s at this point. Um, bang average is not good. Um, it seems like it seems like y'all have to. I know y'all have to pay him a lot of money to for the next few seasons for him to continue to play how he's been playing for really the last couple of seasons. And it's sad because you're you know you want as a I know as a Yankees fan yourself you know I I don't, I don't want I don't want to personally see your team fail. You know, at least for you, you know, I don't want to see your team personally fail, um, you know, because Aaron Judge is certainly an MVP caliber player. Um, you know, he is he should be he should be the face of the MLB. You know, he's on he's on the most recognizable MLB team. And instead, we're just we're constantly met with disappointment from the Yankees year after year after year. Um, and it's sad. It's sad. I, I, I just, you know, like I said, you know, injuries really degraded this scene, you know, really dimmed this scene from the start, but, uh, you know, something needs to change. I, I, I would do a full reset if I was, you know, the Yankees, because I can't, and me personally, I just can't personally put the blame on just one guy here. Mike, this is years of inadequacy and, Disappointment. That's how I feel. Honestly, it's been disappointing. I'm not going to blame Boone. I think Boone is the least to blame here because I know he's working with whoever's out there, really, at this point. And with the injuries and everything, to me, I blame Cashman, and I blame the ownership, and I blame the training set. It looked like they hired the training set from Birdie King, the way they handled the injuries themselves. So, like, honestly, they, they look like they, they know how to flip a burger, but they don't know how to um, look <laughs> at these injuries, honestly. Like, they don't know how to flip a burger, bro. But they don't know how to, they don't know how to flex out muscles. That's crazy. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, like I said, <laughs> I, I, I'm just going to sit back and observe, you know, you're not, I, I personally don't care, you know, about the, you know, whether or not the Yankees have personal success or not. You know, I'm not a division rival. I'm not even in the same, the same, uh, you know, conference as y'all, but you know, it's just, it's, uh, it's funny. It's just, it's, it's, it's a uh, funny to watch, you know, from the other side, um, you know, for a team, even a team like the Red Sox, like, you know, they, they've managed to like, hit the stride for the most part, uh, you know, to at least be in the conversation for a wild card spot. Um, and I know y'all are in, y'all are in the toughest division in baseball as well. 
Um, you know, every team at one point was over 500 uh, in the in the AL East this year. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think y'all are doing from the start. Like, especially with all the injuries, y'all are just doing from the start, man. Yeah. To me, the most injured team in the division, like the teams that are the healthiest, we're, we're going to make the the playoffs because the division is tough. If you're if you can't stay healthy and your main players miss two months, like you you're not going to be able to survive the division the way it is. And then that that's what I'm saying too. Like it could have been different if Judge, because when Judge got hurt. The Yankees were like 13 games over 500, and now they're five games under 500, and it's just, it's just a mess. Like, once Judge got hurt, they felt like in the bottom. Like Judge has been the one consistent player since he came back. That's been the only consistent offense outside of him. There's been no consistency. Nobody can even get on base really. Like, it, it's just tough to watch. Uh, you know, we got to see how this last month or so um, ends their season and see how it goes. But you want to know, I'll be delusional and say that they probably can make a little tiny run, but it, no. it's going to be too late. No. No. Get that thought. That thought. You just said it's young. Yeah. Open up your brain. Take it out. Yeah. Throw it away. It's over. Okay. You're done. Gonna, it's, over. Yeah. it's over. It's over. <laughs> it's over. Yeah, so, well, that's the thing about the Yankees right now. In, like, two or three weeks, we're going to know a lot more about this team, like how how bad, much worse this team is, and if Judge gets shut down or not. So time for your trivia question. This former player, this former player was drafted in the NFL. He was the number one pick in 1986. He played... Raiders for three years, and then he went to um, to baseball, basically. And actually, no, he started in baseball, and then he actually went into football. He played for the Royals, the White Sox. He's a famous player. He was a running back in the NFL. Uh, played for the Raiders. I mean, he gave it away. He get he see uh, see could have stopped right there. No more overall pick. It's Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson was he was a freak. You know, I love I love the synergy between you know we hate sports, we hate more sports. I mean, you you gave you gave me way too many way too many hints for that sense. Once you said he was a former running back, it was GDs from there. Gee, come on. Yeah, I I didn't know like how to to make it. I was like thinking in my car before like earlier. If you how I can if you had given me somebody like Kyler Murray. Or Russell Wilson or Patrick Mahomes. You know, maybe I would have been a little bit more stumped in that sense. But, yeah, come on. Bo Jackson is, like, the most, like, famous case of, you know, baseball player, term football player, or football players or baseball player. I, uh, uh, I lost my train of thought. Um, but, yeah, come on. That's, that's too easy. Dude was an athletic freak. Freak is Yeah, he was crazy. Man. He was actually... He was actually not bad in baseball either. Like, no, he wasn't. Like, well, I don't know what his official numbers were. Um, I don't know if you have that. Uh, yeah, I didn't see it, but he was a designated hitter, I think. He was playing DH, basically, most of the time. Yeah, so that's funny. 
That's that's actually really fun. Um, we'll have to, yeah, you'll have to you'll have to come back next week. Give me something that'll actually stop me, man. Um, but yeah, it almost had me. Um, thank you for the call, Central Gianni. Uh, so, like I mentioned, uh, we have uh, AW All In um, that is this Sunday in London, Wembley Stadium. What makes this event so historic, G? And for the listeners, AW All In is the first non WWE show to have this grand of an event inside a historic stadium like Wembley Stadium. Um, officially, I'll pull up I'll pull up the numbers uh, to to really just like. Um, take in like how many tickets have been sold for this event. So WrestleMania 32 was in Dallas, Texas, AT&T City. Um, and that came out to about, uh, they said on air, they said during the show, about 100,000 people were there. Um, about 90,000 people were actually in attendance, but you know, they really wanted to push it under. Yeah, that part doesn't matter. In the case for AEW Wally, um, they actually sold over 80,000 tickets, which is already impressive as hell. Um, but that's not even factoring in people that are probably trying to buy their ticket the day of, um, or you know, get their tickets there in you know, a couple of stand-ins. So I'm expecting at least, at least 90,000 people in Wembley Stadium this Sunday. And it's a lot of wrestling. That's a lot of sweat. That's a lot of people that don't know how to use soap, you know. But it's historic in that sense because it is the biggest wrestling event in pro wrestling history um, in terms of attendance. Uh, we'll get into the card here uh, because the card, uh, the card is, um, you know, it's it's powered by it's powered on the back of you know their their homegrown guys and the world champion. Uh, Maxwell Jacob Freeman and MJF, but you know I'm going to go through each match. Uh, this includes the pre-show or the uh, you know zero hour, um, and you know all the matches on the main card. Everything that has been confirmed thus far. Um, so let me just give you uh, the the official all-in card um, prediction right here. So for the FCW Championship, uh, it's going to be Jungle Boy Jack Perry, the champion, taking on Hook. Uh, I expect Hook. To pull out the victory here. I mean, it seems like the most obvious choice. Um, you know, I, I know Jack Perry just had that title, but I mean, come on, it's it's Hook, um, and he has an, his first pinball loss was to Jack Perry. He's going to get his lick back. Um, and the second uh, pre-show match is the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Titles on the line. Aussie Open taking on MJF and M Cole. Better than you, baby. What makes this duo? Um, what makes this pairing so unique, MJF and Adam Cole? Because they'll be in the main event of this show, competing for the AEW World Championship. But before that, they have a chance to become Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions. Um, and I'm going to, I think I'm going to actually go with MJF and Adam Cole to win this. I really think that they're going to push this narrative that these guys are best friends and that. They can win at any cost, at all costs, 
and they're going to use the Ring of Our World's tag team titles as like something that people will, you know, really like convince them like, wow, these guys really love each other. And that's when you get them with a heel turn. I, it don't matter if it's from MJF or Adam Cole, one of them is going to turn heel in the main event. Um, but until then, I, I think them winning the Ring of Our World tag team titles like is really going to convince people like, oh shit, like, these guys like actually like really love each other um, as best friends. So I have better new baby winning that match. And that's just opening up the show uh, to uh, start the actual card. Uh, Will Ospreay versus Chris Jericho. Um, Chris Jericho is a wrestler that you may actually recognize even yourself, G. Um, you know, he's the leader of you know the band Bozzy. Uh, you know, is a uh, very recognizable face. He's giving Will Ospreay a guy who's a name that's proven himself overseas in Japan uh, is one of the best wrestlers in the world. I got Osprey winning this match because obviously I think Osprey needs this win a little bit more than Chris Jericho does. I mean, Jericho is almost in his 50s. Uh, you know, Osprey is just hitting his 30s. So, you know, I, I think I think, you know, when you're a wrestler, you actually hit your prime when you, you know, once you turn, once you gain your 30s. Uh, so, yeah, Osprey, I'm going to go with. Um, the next match here, Coffin Match. Sting and Darby Allen versus Swerve Shicklin and Christian Cage, the TNT champion. Um, this match was very easy to predict when it was just Swerve and AR Fox. But now, uh, since... For some reason, they pulled AR Fox out of this match uh, and inserted Christian Cage. Um, I think I'm going to go still in this coffin match with Singh and Darby Allen to win. Um, close the chapter between Swerve and Darby, um, literally burying it uh, within the coffin. So give me Singh and Darby Allen to win. Uh, for the AEW World Trio Championships, House of Black Champions taking on the Acclaim and Badass Billy Gunn. I'm going to go with the acclaim to win this. Um, you know, the story going into this, Billy Gunn, you know, Hall of Fame career, you know, Hall of Fame guys in his 50s and is super jacked to be in his 50s, but he's slowing down and he retired, quote unquote, um, but had to come back because House of Black could not keep his name out of his mouth. And he attacked his boys. He attacked his scissor buddies. Um, and yeah, I think the acclaim and the power of love is going to win this match and dethrone the House of Black in Wembley. Um, now, for this next match, the AEW Real World Championship. Now, for the casuals that don't watch wrestling or don't watch AEW, the Real World Championship is held by CM Punk. The Real World Championship is the championship that he never lost uh, over a year ago now. However, um, it was, you know, essentially stripped from him because he, you know, was out with injury. He he tore his uh, he tore his ACL. Um, it had to be out of action for close to a year. Um, but I think he secretly also got suspended due due to a fight that he had with the Elite and Kane Omega and Adam Page and this whole scrum all the way back then. And yeah, now they're inserting this real world championship championship that he never lost in an actual wrestling match and storyline. So the real world championship, according to CM Punk, he's going to be uh, taking on Samoa Joe Ford. Uh, Samoa Joe is the current Ray Lowe world television champion. 
I'm going to go with CM Punk to win this, you know, because they're setting up CM Punk versus MJF to unify and determine who is the true uh, AEW World Champion. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with uh, MJ, or I'm going to go with CM Punk. Um, this next match, now we're getting into all the the multi man matches of Golden Elite, Kenny Omega, Kobushi, Hangman Adam Page versus Konosuke Takeshka. And Bullet Club Golds, Juice Robinson, and Switchblade Jay Wright, uh, Jay White. I'm going to go with I'm gonna go with Bullet Club Gold on this one. I just don't trust the Golden Elite to coexist with each other. I think Hangman is a little bit jealous of Kalibushi, and that's going to set up a match with him. Um, this next match, the fail four-way match for the AEW Women's World Championship, Carl Shida, current champion, taking on Soraya, who's a hometown girl. She's from England. Um, Versus Tony Storm versus Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I really hope they don't do this. I think they're going to actually freaking do this. Uh, give me Soraya to win this match. Uh, Soraya is not my favorite, but you know what? She's a hometown girl, so why the hell not? The pop would probably be very funny to listen to uh, in real time. So, yeah, give me Soraya to win this match. Uh, for the AEW World Tag Team Championships, FTR versus Young Bucks 3. Man, I think I have to go with FTR to win this. And the Young Bucks really played well in the uh, Dynamite this past week. You know, they really summed it up very well. FTR needs this win. Young Bucks legacy is already, like, cemented. Like, they're going to go down as one of the best tag teams of all time. People already consider them the best tag team of all time. You know, they don't need to win the tag team titles again. FTR needs to submit their legacy and beat the Young Bucks. It's going to be an epic match. It's probably even going to be match of the night. Um, I'm going to go with FTR to retain here. Um, and hopefully, uh, you know, Dash Ruler makes it because, you know, he was arrested for uh, battery and assault. You know, so uh, hopefully he, uh, he makes it to the show. Um, next match is Stadium Stampede match. Blackpool Combat Gold, BCC, John Moxley, Claudio Casanelli, and Wheeler Yuga take on uh, or, uh, alongside Pride and Powerful, Santana Ortiz, who made their return uh, this past week. Um, they'll be uh, taking on a team of A. Kingston, Orange Cassidy, Pentel Zero Miedo, and the best friends, Trent Rita and Chuck. Um, I'm going to go with BCC in this one because... Yeah, it makes the most sense. I think it makes the most sense. Eddie Eddie has a lot of history between all the guys that he's facing in this match, and I just don't think he has it in him to, to even hit half of the guys in this, in this match. So give me Black Hole Combat Gold. And the man, man. I'm, uh, I'm losing my voice here. AEW World Championship here. MJF, Adam Cole. I think MJF retains. Adam Cole turns heel on MJF, um, it's going to lead to something even deeper. It's going to lead to MJF going into a deep depression, and it's probably going to lead to CM Punk asserting himself as the top champion once again. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be it's going to be sad. It's going to be an amazing event. Um, in Wembley Stadium, like I said, over 80,000 fans are going to be in attendance, so uh, if you aren't doing anything tomorrow, uh, you know, tomorrow afternoon, because on the East Coast here, ESC, it's going to start at 1 p.m. Um, that's going to be prime time for all the Brits. Uh, I believe it starts at 7. 
seven British time. So yes, stay tuned for AEW All In. Yes, yeah. What um, matchup you're looking forward to the most? Um, it's a good question. Honestly, this is a, this is a really good card. I think. Hmm. I, I'm going to say the AEW World, you know, the main event for the world title, MJF Adam Cole, just because there's just so much history there and so much can happen. You know, uh, uh, Roderick Strong, uh, you know, who you know, was is Adam Cole's best friend, um, at least IRL, you know, he said that we're going to see the real MJF and Adam Cole in this match. And, you know, it's it's going to be, it's going to be funny. Like, it's, it's going to be captivating, um, you know, for... The fans that don't know, like, for you don't know, like, Gianni, like, MGF is the devil. Like, he literally, like, he will call himself, like, he is the devil. And the greatest thing the devil ever did was tell, or the greatest lie that the devil ever told was make people believe that he was real. Um, and MGF is a snake. He is a backstabber. Um, and during this whole, like, storyline between him and Alan Cole, like he has been like a guy that has essentially like found his way to like the good side. Like he's found like faith in humanity in a sense. Because, you know, incorporating some of this like IRL like real life stuff that he's like faced throughout his life. Like he has ADD He's, uh, you know, Jewish. He got bullied for being Jewish. He grew up in New York. Um, and he uses wrestling as an escape, you know. And he it's really hard for him to bring people in and to trust people. You know, and he always double-crosses, like, somebody before they can double-cross him. And Adam Cole, who was, you know, MJF's favorite growing up, like, one of the reasons he even got into wrestling has, like, given him the reason like has given him like this this like faith in humanity back so the fact that they're competing for the world titan titles in the pre-show you know could potentially win them and then they're main eventing the biggest event in pro wrestling history something's going to happen i don't know who's going to turn on who but something is going to happen in this match and i, I can't wait i'm going to be seated for that main event uh, this is true. Ah, uh, thank you. Um, outside of the main event, though, uh, I probably have to say Sam Sampy match. Like, if you want to see like truly like wacky chaos in a wrestling match, it's going to be in the same Sampy match. Fun fact: uh, the first same Sampy match AEW ever had it was in Jacksonville Jaguar Stadium, uh, TIA uh, Bank Field. Um, and yeah, it was just wacky. They literally went like everywhere within the stadium. Like I'm talking like the bars, the the bathroom. They even had even had a cameo appearance from Urban Meyer, who was the head coach at the time, throughout the match. So yeah, definitely, definitely. If you're like you know a casual like wrestling fan, you just want to see like how like wacky wrestling you get. Watch the same same match match. Yes, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Okay. Wow. All that talking really agitated my nose apparently, um, and I have to blow it. Uh, let's just <laughs> let's just get to anything here, man. Uh, best thing that I saw last week, yeah. What's what's the best thing you saw last week, man? Well, the best thing I saw last week 
I was like doing some DoorDash around Jersey and the amusement park was like close by, you know, near MetLife. And like I was seeing like how, how they like make, you know, those rides and it looked like pretty crazy. Like you know, when I see the people on top, like I lost my train of thought for a second. I thought that was like, like pretty cool. Like somewhere that I would like to actually to go maybe because it's like, it, it's like a pretty good attraction. Like, especially like for the weekend, let's just say like you want to go over the weekend, you, you can go there. So, and they have good food from what I saw as well. All right. Well, um, for me personally, um, you know, there were a couple of candidates this week, um, but I think uh, this video, it's a striped cuckoo. It's a, it's a bird that like does like this dance to attract females. I'm going to, I'm going to send it right here. Actually, you can see it right here. Um, it does this dance. Look, look at this bird. Look at this bird. It's literally, it's stepping. It's stepping. It's the bird stepping. This is, this is normal speed too. It's just so. Yeah, that is crazy. <laughs> yeah, that is crazy. It's, it's pretty funny. So, that's that's uh, I would say that's that's the best thing I saw last week. Uh, you know, I guess that's like a mating call. You know, it's it's kind of weird seeing like different mating calls for all breeds of animals. Uh, I guess that's his. So yes, that's definitely the best thing that I saw last week. Um, getting towards the end here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, episode eight of We More Sports. Um, thank you all for listening. For you know, <laughs> helping us through this uh, struggling you know. Uh, nights you know where we were just trying to record and they just just were not cooperating um skype wasn't uh so yeah make sure you follow our socials our twitter and instagram at whs underscore podcast and our youtube tiktok happy hate sports uh, the unedited version of the podcast will be posted um on our youtube channel um that'll be posted either tomorrow uh well time tomorrow because I'm doing a mud run tomorrow uh, for the first time. Basically, basically like like American Ninja Warrior shit. Like it's basically going to be that. Um, I have to be up early in the morning for that. Uh, so that's what I'm going to be doing. Uh, so yeah, make sure you check out our YouTube. Um, and for some reason. That my neighbor's kids are banging on the wall. Um, so hopefully you'll hear that. Uh, yeah. Make sure you go and check out our YouTube channel um, where this episode will be posted. Um, call a loved one. Seriously, call a loved one. Check up on them. You know, just just check on them. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter how you're feeling about them. Just check on them. Um, and stay hydrated. Uh, one final thing, I hate to end the episodes for we eat more sports on somber notes, but uh, unfortunately, I have to talk about the passing of two very influential wrestlers um, in the wrestling community Terry Funk and Ray Wyatt. Terry Funk was an interfere of violence, he is someone that captivated audiences 
with his style of wrestling, his unpredictability, and literally inspired an entire generation of wrestlers. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin would not be the same wrestler he is, say, without Terry Funk. Guy like The Undertaker would not be the same wrestler, uh, you know, without the inspiration of Terry Funk. Those are just two guys there alone that have made a name for themselves. Uh, so rest in peace to Terry Funk. And then Bray Wyatt. Wyndham Rotunda. Wyndham Rotunda was a father of four. Four young kids. He was a husband to a beautiful woman. He was a cousin, an uncle, brother, a friend, and a lovely co-worker who had such a creative mind for wrestling. One of, if not the most creative mind in pro wrestling history. And he had been through, you know, a serious rough patch in his life. He was very open about his mental health um, and how the fans, us, really made him believe not only in himself, but in his work again. He caught COVID at the beginning of the year before WrestleMania. Now, it was towards WrestleMania, so it was around like March, April. Um, and it exacerbated a heart condition. And he had been out of wrestling for a while. And he was set to come back actually this month. Like he was ready to return very, very soon. And then he had a heart attack. How hard Zach and left behind a legacy that nobody will be able to, you know, match again. He left behind a wonderful family. And I'd be lying if I said like this one didn't hurt. Like this this one like really, really hurt when I got the news of Um because life's not fair. Ray Wyatt was a wonderful, wonderful character. Wyndham Rotunda was a beautiful, wonderful person who cared about everything and everybody around him. So the fact that he was taken from us, it hurts. Fuck the podcast for a second. You know, you'll have to listen to you know anything else on this episode you have to listen to anything else i'm going to say or promote or do anything if you listen or get anything of anything i've said for this entire night check on the people that you love man because you really you never know i don't say that to you know, I don't say, like, call up on check up on them that you love them and say hydrate every week, you know, every episode, just, like, as a thing, like, you know, to keep, like, the episodes consistent every week for the endings. No, I say that because, because of situations like this and how unfair life can be 
because life is unfair. And Bray Wyndham, however you remember him, he was he was an amazing person, an amazing person with a creative soul and wonderful characters he gave us throughout, uh, you know, his time, you know, in pro wrestling. So rest in peace to win the world's on the man. You know, it's a uh, it sucks because you know um, he created the Wyatt family, and for those who don't know, Brody Lee, aka Luke Harper, he passed away a few short years ago, um, and they were two of the original three members of the Wyatt family. And you know WWE credits them; they did an amazing tribute show to uh, both wrestlers, uh, both Bray Wyatt and uh, Terry Funk, last night on SmackDown. Um, you've had wrestlers come forward and you know give like awesome stories about both of them. Um, Times like this where, you know, we come together as a community, especially in the wrestling community, but really we should not be coming together just for like unfortunate, you know, unexpected deaths like this. Just be nicer to each other, man. Just be nicer to each other and say the course. Um, that's all we got this. That's all I got this week, man. Uh, like I said, I hate to end the episodes on somber notes, but some things need to be said sometimes, um, and these were one of those times. See you for episode nine. Um, we're recording this on a Saturday. We usually record on Friday, so I try to like be really consistent with that. But uh, you know, my job uh, kind of hates me in that sense, I guess. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Johnny, you got anything else you want to add? Forward? Uh, no, just sending um, prayers to their family and everything. No. It's just sad. Young age, too, at 36. Tough. The Gary Peoples, man. Skype, you getting a quick uninstall. I'm letting you know that right now. You're getting a very quick uninstall. Uh, (laughs) That's it. That's all I got. Goodbye, everybody. Take care.